Fantasy Road Show. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. This is episode eight, and I am your host, Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker, and I am joined by my co host, Mike Coles. You can find him on Twitter at Coles Sports. How are you doing today, Mike? Good. Um, feeling a little bit. Uh, I guess the Austin, Texas, uh, uh, just feeling my allergies a little bit. So Uh-oh. I don't know, you know, yeah. You know, when you, uh, go to a different location and you got different pollens, different, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. No, so I feel you. I may be sneezing every once in a while. I just felt one come, but, um, I'm going to try to power through. Power through. See in my eyes. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, good luck with that. Um, today we are covering, uh, we are on our last leg of the dynasty running back rankings. We made it, Mike. This is the final running back yeah. episode. How do you feel about that? Um, good to get through them. I mean, at this point they get a little bit, um, tiring, but you know, there's a little bit to say about everyone. There's going to be some fantasy relevance. Um, yeah, not much to add. I mean, I know we got some Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, and Zeke. Uh, you know, they're all in this little bucket here, and it, some some news can break at any moment that changes their ranking. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have a pretty big disparity or throughout the year um, things can happen, and these guys' rankings can change quite a bit, so – it's important to kind of know where they stand. Yeah, absolutely. I, it is tough getting through these uh, what fifty through seventy range, but um, you know they're they're rosterable, and um, there's it's a mix of young guys and veterans that uh, we need to cover. You know, for the people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Well, wait. How are you? How are you doing? Where are you? <laughs> where, where's Where's the fantasy trucker? The fantasy currently? trucker is in Toledo, Ohio, still. Uh, my last night in Toledo tomorrow, uh, I head back to Chicago for the weekend and then off to somewhere new next week. So nice. Fun doesn't stop. Um, yeah. Let's also, before we dive right in, just let the listeners know that the game of rock, paper, scissors was for, to see who does the intro. Yeah, that was nice. So. I feel, I will say, I feel like you were a little delayed there. And you were kind of uh, waiting for no, me to no. make my landing before. <laughs> no, I pre I pre predetermined I was going paper there. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll take your word Promised. for it. Okay, well, without uh, further ado, let's get into it, huh? All right. Um, so, like I said, we're going to be covering a uh, fifty through seventy range. Um, you know, a mix of uh, veterans and rookies. So. The first guy I want to talk about, I know me and Mike, uh, we're pretty good. We're pretty bullish on him. Uh, is Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, you know, it's are they going to sign Dalvin Cook? Who knows? But if they don't, Jeff Wilson's going to be pretty much involved. Um, you know, he's 27 years old. He's probably the biggest back over there, six foot, 213 pounds. Recently signed a two-year deal worth six million. And um, you yeah, know, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. 
yeah so that's you know um, that's uh that's intriguing that he has some security there yeah he's a mcdaniel's guide too um yeah he trusts from him. San, yeah from san fran and you know brought him brought him over and then signed him to a deal this year because he likes him uh i think he's like 27 um so i think he can be a big part of the offense Dalvin Cook comes in, it changes things for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just a lot of these question marks get a lot bigger here towards this end. But, I mean, this late in the game, I'm taking a flyer on him. He can be their goal line back. He could be, you know, getting 10 to 15 carries a game at best. But, yeah, um, there's some value there. Yeah, last year uh, before he suffered that hip injury uh, in his first three games, he averaged 5.4, 5.4 carry. And uh, in week five, uh, when he got a decent workload, he 17 for 120 and one. Week 10 against Cleveland, 17 for 119 and one. So when they give him the ball, you know, relatively a good amount, he shows up and uh, he gets the job yeah, he, done. So he's definitely worth a roster spot, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. He's a great uh, running back by committee piece to have. Yeah, yeah, and he's right around that range for, uh, I think, you and me. Uh, you have him up at 48. I have him down at 53, um, just for the uncertainty of what's going on there. So, um, But moving on, um, one other person I want to bring up is Israel Abanaconda. Uh, you have him at 53. I got him at 54. You know, he seems to be... Brees Hall's backup running back as of right now. You know, talk about another Abanaconda. Yeah, Abanaconda. Yeah, Ganda, Wakanda. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than that they like him. I don't. I honestly don't know much about him. Yeah, well, um, let me let me. Uh, he's the backup. Go for it. I'll yeah. give you a little background here. Um, he is one of the youngest running backs in the league. He's still twenty years old. Uh, he's 5'11", 215 pounds. Uh, he turns 21 in October, so he's going to start the season 20 years old, which is pretty out of the ordinary. Um, last year at Pitt, he was able to get up to uh, 1,400 carries, 20 touchdowns, 6 yards per carry. Uh, and he seems, as of right now, to be able to leap ahead of Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight over in uh, New York. So. Being Brees Hall's backup with that injury history, you know, who, who knows uh, what happens when he comes back from this injury. But Abanaconda should see some looks this year, and uh, he's a promising young running back. I mean, being at 20 years old, you know, there's value right there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's another thing. I mean, it can change Dalvin Cook's rumored maybe now to be going there yeah. to the Jets over the Dolphins. So, I mean, you know, that's going to be a big signing that changes things. But as of right now, you know, word on the streets, he's going to have a pretty big role year one. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right, moving on. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, oh, someone that you're pretty big on, but I am not. So I'd like for you to talk about this guy, Kenneth Gainwell. Kenny, um, yeah, yeah, I just like him. I think he looks good as a runner. I think he's a great complement to that. He's a great complementary piece in that offense. He's fast. He can catch the ball. I know they don't necessarily throw it too much to the running backs, but um, he is a pretty shifty, quick piece. I mean, you see him mesh well, especially later in the season. Uh, last year, I think in that divisional game against the Giants, he was something like 12 carries for 100 and 
1200 something yards uh, and a touchdown. Let me look it up. Yeah. He was 12 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown Mm -hmm. Uh, broke one for 35. Um, So, I mean, he's just your classic Eagles running back that you can put in there and trust. And he gained that trust last year. Um, So yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. I just he obviously he can't compete with DeAndre, or DeAndre Swift and uh, Rashad Penny, but he is behind probably the most fragile running back room in the NFL. So, you know, yeah. if one of them goes down, he's definitely going to be seeing a lot more work. Um, yeah, but, I mean, also like he's not as talented as Swift, right? Like yeah. that's kind of has a similar style too. So that mm-hmm. was not ideal for him um to for them to have that signing but you know if he's not there i think gainwell was in for a huge season season and a a lot of usage so if uh he gets banged up if penny gets banged up like there's some pretty serious value for him to step in um on the fantasy side of things yeah i mean he caught 50 receptions his first year that that was pretty promising but then dropped down to 29 in year two but, you know, both of these running backs ahead of him, uh, Swift and Penny, have one-year deals. So uh, yep. I think Gainwell's still got another two years left on his rookie contract. So we'll see. Yeah, last year, 4.53 yards per carry, 7.35 yards per catch. I mean, it's an improvement from 4.28 yards per carry the year before. So he's trending in the right direction. Five touchdowns. He had six total touchdowns his rookie year and four last year. I mean, that's just such a crowded offense, but like he's never done anything but what they've asked him to do and delivered. So, I mean, they like him clearly, and he's going to be a part of the offense as long as they can keep him there. Yeah. Yeah. You have him right ahead of a Banaconda at 52, and I have him below a Banaconda at 54. So, yeah, I, I did have him. I, I, I switched my ranking a little bit before this from, um, put, Jalen Warren ahead of both of them. Okay, why'd you um, do that? Just been, just been getting a lot of hype around Warren here as of recent. I thought he stepped in pretty well when Najee was down last year, but you've been hearing a lot of camp hype that he looks really good in that um, the Steelers are a team that if they want to sign Najee to a long-term deal, they may um, – rely on a secondary piece in the backfield this year and not necessarily just dump all that work that they have been on Najee. So I think he's an interesting piece there. Um, I like the way he runs. And I don't know, again, something that can change everything is Kareem Hunt has been rumored to the Steelers. So like a lot of these, yeah. So a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these pieces down here, man, it's like, uh, we'll see where Fournette, we'll see where Hunt, and we'll see where Zeke goes. Um, so it's going to change, you know, the landscape of a lot of those running back rooms because those veteran pieces will step in and have a role. So that diminishes, you know, a Warren, a um, you saw it happen with Gainwell and Swift, uh, a Banaconda with Dalvin Cook. So, you know, yeah. Anyways, no, that's fair. Yeah, I think Jalen Warren's interesting. You know, he's going to be involved in the passing game. Um, He did go undrafted. Uh, They signed him. He was kind of an average runner coming out of college. Uh, He's likely projected to be a backup his whole career, but, you know, he's he's a good complimentary piece to Harris, as he proved last year. So, um, you know, injury injury upside there as well. 
So we'll see what happens. That uh, Steelers team is going to be interesting. State and huh? Oklahoma State. I was just looking at where he went to college because I honestly didn't know, and I typically do know. Uh, yeah. He's from Clinton, North Carolina, and he went to Snow College, Utah oh. State, and Oklahoma State. So, okay. you know, not a big prospect out of high school, obviously, Snow College, and then yeah. uh, upgrades to Utah State and then ultimately ends up as a Sooner or a, uh, a Cowboy. Sorry, Oklahoma yeah. State people, don't, don't hate me for that, for, uh, <laughs> you know, being a uh, being on OSU uh, shows – career progression i mean he's having a good he had a good year for the steelers so we'll see what happens this year yeah uh, i want to transition to um the veterans i kind of want to clump them all together here um let's start with zeke uh yep. where do you where do you have him going is it i've uh, never liked zeke i just <laughs> don't I, I just don't like him like as a person um okay i uh I think he's done his NFL careers. He's when we're talking miles on a car, I think he's just like, he's got a lot of, I just of don't even think he cares enough. Like I, he's just one of those guys like Odell that cares more about the outside noise than he does football. So, mm-hmm. uh, when you don't have that elite level of athleticism and, you know, youth, like he once had, it goes away quickly. He's not, he does, he's not, not married to the game like Frank Gore, which is why he <laughs> stayed around forever. You know, like he's yeah. an AP. I mean, he's just one of those guys that loves the bright lights and ate it up there for a while. But when have you seen him make a, a run where you're like, damn, Zeke's back. Like, I, well, you he know, had a, he had a great year last year for like, above I, honestly like outshined what i thought he would do but he played in, in none the, of those in the four like, in the 14 games he played last year he scored in 10 of them like that's that's pretty good you know that's great so uh but last yeah, year he said he, he didn't look good doing any of it in my mind well no but he was dealing with dealing with an mcl sprain last year and a pcl sprain the year before like he's you know he he's had trash. A, he, yeah no, I get it. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to convince Stash. you that that he's worth stashing. But um, you know, I think his best landing spot's Dallas if they bring him back. Which I don't know why they would. They already cut him in March. So um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, he's not worth a roster spot in my opinion. He's not even worth like putting into a locker room. He's not a guy. He's not a mature guy that like is gonna like teach the the young running backs how to be a professional. He's just gonna be. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say be that strong, but just kind of a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, he yeah. cares only about himself and is not going to help the running back room grow at all. So it's like, what kind of value do you bring at this point in your career? To me, not a lot. Yeah. Sorry, Zeke. I heard uh, he was working out with uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys over at Dak's house in the offseason. Dak. But that's his best friend, so, you know, he's going to look out for him. Um, all right, what about Fournette, Mr. LSU Tyga? Leonard's awesome. I mean, he's a guy that, like, he's a hardworking guy. He's a hard runner. Um, I just don't know. You know, he's taken a lot of hits in his career. He was ready. He's he's a guy to me. Like, Leonard was ready for the NFL at the age of 18. Yeah, uh, sure looked he, like he it was in college. Running. Yeah, so, like, 
he was putting miles on a car at a young age, which is too bad because he could have had three more years of his prime in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that's one case that I don't necessarily agree with, uh, go to college for three years. It's like, that was a man at 18. He could have, you know, you, he put it, he, he, he should have been cashing in on his ability that young. Thank God for the NIL now yeah. to where he would have been getting paid, you know, millions in college. Um, but yeah, he's just another guy that I think he can come in and he provides that where that he provides those intangibles that Zeke doesn't where like he could mentor young guys, um, and, you know, have some value there. So I definitely think he'll get a team and I think he'll play a little bit more of a role than Zeke will, you yeah. know, just pounding the rock. Uh, well, he's got a different, line, he's got a different skill set too. You know, he caught what 70 passes in three of the last four seasons. Like he's got hands out of the backfield. So that's, yeah. Some, I think some team's going to sign him. I don't know where he's going to go. Do you have any Patriots would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, that would kill me with my, 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 yeah, I don't know that they're talking about it, but like he that he's to me he's the perfect patriot. Like yeah, I can, his career. As much as I don't um, want to see it happen, I can see it happening. I just want it to happen for him. I, I'm I'm obviously LSU Tiger, but like I think he's a true professional and like I mean, why do you think Brady loved him so much? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I don't know. That's to me he's just he would fit so well there, and I'm sure if Belichick called Brady and said, should I sign this guy, he would have nothing but glowing reviews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it hurt his stock last year when he, all those reports came out with him overweight and not being in shape during training camp. I think that gives a list, that, that gives some reserve, you know. He's always done that. He's just been a guy that's like, I'm going to take it easy when I can take it easy. And then I can get in shape so quickly. Yeah, turn it he's, on. Always, he's always done. Yeah. And like, I mean, whatever the Bucks yeah. were just really bad last year. There's nothing. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> All right. Well, the um, last guy though, the last guy I think is the most interesting in Kareem hunt. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know what other to guys think about put him. on legitimate mileage on their body. Kareem Hunt, really not so much. So mm -hmm. you'd think that there's more in the tank. But last year, he didn't prove that there really was. So I would be interested to see, like, obviously, we're just talking about what happens on the field. But we don't know, like, what he currently looks like in workouts. That's I would be interested. Literally just watching him work out one time would have me move him up or down in my rankings i have him above fournette and zeke just because i think he should have a lot left yeah um but i don't know i mean you're not hearing any glowing reports out there really yeah no that's i kind of have him pretty significantly lower than zeke and fournette um just you know i thought he was a lot younger than them too but he's only a year younger yeah he's um, about the same. yeah but i you know i don't know um I, I'm sure he'll find a landing spot, but I don't know. I just don't think he'll be very relevant. I don't. It, to me, he's not really worth a roster spot. Yeah, for me, it's just going to be where do these guys end up? Zeke, I just don't really see him as anything but a cowboy. I don't know. I mean, um, he might just have to take his medicine and go back to he's that's where he's going to get the biggest role in my mind too. Like, yeah, just because of their past, he could probably come in and have a secondary role to Pollard. Yeah. But like still a 
pretty decent role, you know. Probably the same as last year. Like, I mean, yeah, and maybe a little bit less, but yeah, pretty similar, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I don't know what else to say there. Yeah, that's fine. We can move on. Um, someone I wanted to mention was uh, Devin Singletary. We we talked a little bit about him when we discussed um, Damian Pierce. But uh, yeah, I'm. I think Devin Singletary is definitely worth a roster spot to have in Dynasty. Um, he's 25 years old. He signed a one-year deal with Houston, and he's going to have a role in that offense, but probably going to be pretty small. Uh, Brees, uh, I'm sorry, not Brees. Uh, Damian Pierce uh, is a really good running back, and he's going to be the 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 alpha there for quite some time. But you know, Singletary should see some targets and should see enough work to where. Um, you know, during late in the season, uh, during bye weeks, you know, he can, in a pinch, you could probably, you know, I'd be considering uh, starting him as a flex option late on in the season, depending on what happens and how it shakes out. Yeah, I like Singletary. I mean, he's not kind of he's he's just like a lot of the guy, these guys in this range. Like he's not he had a pretty significant role there in Buffalo, and I just don't think he's going to ever be the star of a backfield, but a very good complimentary piece. Um, I'm excited to watch the Texans. They're a team that, you know, really went for it and got their guys this year. Uh, you're hearing nothing but glowing reviews from Strad. Um, <laughs> again, today I read something that Strad uh, supposedly looks like Burrow. Um, you know, what I'd have to. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a Burrow comparison today there. I, oh my I'll God. have to go. I'll have to go back in and check. Um but you're hearing glowing reviews from him, from anyone that's worked with him. I'm trying to think who said he looked here. They reminded him as Burrow. But anyways, saying he's coming in extremely mature and prepared and like seems to be a true professional. And then, of course, the skill level is never really been in question. Um, for me, it was always decision-making, Walking, watching him at Ohio State. I was like, eh, he can throw the ball. He throws for, you know, three, 400 yards a game easily with five touchdowns. Like, it's nothing. But yeah, um, his decision-making for me was always in question because you're not going to be able to make mistakes like you made, like he made or just kind of like half-ass some throws. Um, and he's playing at Ohio State in the Big Ten against, you know, NFL defenses. So, um. Well, I just went on a Stroud tangent. Like, what was that about? We're talking running backs, but yeah, it's uh, Texans are a team I'm excited for. Singletary's going to be a big part. I'll. I have this like you know this this uh, allergy brain right now. So if I yeah. get off on another tangent, cut me I'll, off. I'll take it away. Sorry about that. Um, but I think it'd be perfect time to take a quick commercial break. Just randomly went off on a Stroud tangent. Sorry. Uh Ryan is gonna be quarterbacking the rest of this episode. Uh I'm I'm on allergy brain. My eyes are burning and itchy, so take us away, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but first I want to talk about uh the sports ethos uh, deal we got going on. This is a very special time at Sports Ethos because we have officially launched our NFL draft guide for the twenty twenty three fantasy season. It already has more than 60 pieces of content in it, including massive team breakdowns and rankings. And we're aiming to have more than 200 features before all is said and done. And right now, you can get the NFL Fantasy Pass for the ridiculous rate of just $4 per month at SportsEthos.com. All right, all right, all right. 
Um, let's talk about some rookies, huh? How about it? Rooks, yeah. Yeah, some rooks. Um, how about the rookie running back over there in New York on the New York Giants named Eric Gray? What do you know about Eric Gray, Mike? Honestly, I don't know too much. I think he was on Oklahoma. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. He played at Oklahoma. Yeah, a uh, big runner. I don't know. He's going to be stepping into a role that's wide open as uh, the second running back behind Barkley. So I like that. I just think Barkley's in his prime, and you know he's in a good situation to learn from one of the best running backs in the league. Um, so that's promising, but how much of a role will he have? Probably not too much, but you know, if Barkley needs a breather, he'll be there. Yeah. Um, Eric Gray is 23 years old. He's 5'10, 210 pounds. Uh, last year at Oklahoma, he had a staggering 6.4 yards per carry and 11 touchdowns. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, if Saquon's contract situation doesn't get figured out and he threatens to sit out, one week, two weeks, however long it is, Eric Gray could see some opportunities there. And depending on if they, you know, there's a, it, to me, there's a, a situation there that could end up developing if if they don't give him a, a contract and he goes elsewhere next season, Eric Gray could be the next man up. So he could see some opportunities in the short term. Or on the other side, he could, you know, for the next four years be a perennial backup for Saquon. So. There's a wide range of outcomes for Eric Gray. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about that. I have zero. Um, I I don't think that there's going to be an issue with Barkley at all. I have zero. Yeah, you're not worried. You're not worried at all. At all. No. At all. Um, yeah. So I have him down at seventy-one. You have him at fifty-eight. That um, that would explain oh, my worry oh. and my understanding yeah. of that the situation is fragile over there. Like if they, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean it's New York media is so big and likes to fucking make a big deal about everything. But it's not just the New York Barkley media is a New York giant. End that, of story. Period. He should already have a contract done if that's the case. It's the it's not a it's not a Giants and Barkley thing as much as it is an NFL and running back thing. So Barkley's just standing his ground and being like, all right, I'm different than these guys. Pay me. And there's probably a little bit of them that wants to, like, you know, make a mark for the rest of the running backs and just kind of be the guy that, like, you know, shows out for the running backs. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, again, I just don't think he's not – He's not the guy I worry about when I, you know, when you hear about Jacobs going through the same thing or Dobbins, like the person I'm worried about the least is Barkley and the Giants. That's he's a giant. That's it. Yeah. Well, that that still remains to be seen. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I think they're encro- they're encroaching their um, deadline, I, I believe, is July 16th or 15th or something like that. So if a deal's not done before then, we're going to see some development on what's going on. So. Um, but yep. moving on, uh, next guy, next rookie I want to talk about is Dwayne McBride over with the Minnesota yeah, Vikings. Guy I like, I like, yeah, he's guy. he's 21 years old, 5'10", 209 pounds. He was a seventh round pick. Uh, he played at UAB in his final two yeah. years at UAB. He racked up quite a bit. He had 437 carries in two years for 3,084 yards and 32 touchdowns with an average of seven yards per carry. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, 
he not have ACLs or something either? No, that was that was um someone else we was talked Ty about. Ty J Spears. Yes. But I think was there any injury on McBride or maybe I'm wrong. During my um, research I didn't see any. Well, anyway, so yeah, McBride, um the reason why I like him is because Dalvin's gone. Madison, I don't think is that good, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to have some serious production out of that backfield, like Dalvin had. I mean, there's just a lot to replace there. Um, so yeah, you have Ty Chandler, who's okay in my mind, but McBride's clearly a playmaker, and it's guys that are used to making plays, and then they get into an offense with like that much room to run. I just think there's some exciting. Um, there could be some exciting production come out of him. And, you know, to me, the running back room is not like Madison's a stud and it's his backfield. It's his time to shine. Like going to have the opportunity. I just have been pretty vocal about how I don't think he's going to succeed. So someone someone like McBride could step in and, you know, take off. Yeah, I, I think I've been pretty vocal as well that I'm kind of on the other side of the fence. I do think Madison's going to be pretty good this year. Um, I think he's put in enough work with this team where they're going to, you know, really let him ride. But I'm willing to take the gamble on McBride if, uh, you know, to hedge my bet, so to speak. If uh, Madison struggles at all, Brian McBride, I think, is the next guy up over Ty Chandler. He's a good at handcuff regardless. Like, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. If you have Madison, you, there's no reason you shouldn't keep an eye either. Even if you're not going to roster, I mean, in Dynasty, you're going to roster him. Like, oh just, yeah, you know, yeah, trade for him if you uh, can. If you have Madison, yeah, for sure, no reason not to. Yeah, um, the next guy uh, I want to talk about is Evan Hull, the rookie running back in Indianapolis, uh, 22 years old, 5'10", 209 pounds, fifth round draft pick. Uh, he played at Northwestern in the last two seasons. He averaged right around 200 carries for 960 yards and six touchdowns. Pretty average. Caught over 50 passes his senior year. Um, the reason I want to bring him up is because, you know, I think um, I think Indianapolis is going to be using him in the passing game sometimes. And, you know, you're going to see him on the field and he could flash some here, here and there. But, you know, if anything happens to Jonathan Taylor, I, I think he'll be the guy that you want to target. But, I mean – in in the long run, he's not going to be very valuable. You know, Jonathan Taylor is a monster, and I don't see him going anywhere for quite some time. But um, I, I do think Hull will be kind of like that scat back coming out of the backfield. I, I got nothing to say about him. <laughs> it's all right. We're getting down to the nitty gritty down here, so uh, you know I, I'm not expecting just, too much. Yeah, until I until I see a Northwestern skill position player like come out and wow <laughs> me, I just. The Northwestern slander. I mean, like, bottom end of Big Ten. I don't know. I'm just not, like. Yeah, you've you've expressed how you feel about the Big Ten conference. It just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Um, But how about this? Someone I'd like. No, go ahead. Yeah. You want to talk about someone? Yeah, I know who you're going to bring up. Oh, really? What's his name? Chris Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) C-Rod. So like, he like he's a guy that I would watch. You know, I throw on random Kentucky games. Be like, who is this yeah. guy? Um, and I think he just steps into kind of like a McBride situation where 
I don't believe in Brian Robinson. Gibson, I I think, comes in and has a great year as we've talked. Um, but why can't Rodriguez get a shot at becoming that number two running back? Uh, I mean, he's going to be the RB3 there for at least a little bit. But, I again, yeah. I don't believe in Robinson. So, like, him being a rookie, there is – there is a scenario where he could potentially, um, you know, have a role there. Uh, we'll see what happens. I just, I like him. Yeah. Um, little background here with Chris Rodriguez or C rod 22 years old. He is five eleven, two 225 pounds. He was a sixth round draft pick his college career at Kentucky. Mike, listen to this 600 carries for th- over 300, 3,600 yards. Overall, a 6.2 average with 33 touchdowns. Just, I mean, just a monster. Beast. Yeah. Beast. Um, he's likely yeah. to be a power runner more than a big play threat. Um, you know, he could see some legit opportunities with the new offensive coordinator coming in. I We just don't believe in Brian Robinson together. And, uh, you know, yeah. it, and, and Antonio Gibson seems to be like the pass catching back. I don't know. To, to me, towards the end of the season, Chris Rodriguez could easily become the early down back for them. Like I could easily I, I see that, happen. that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say this, like if you don't know Chris Rodriguez, look up on YouTube right now, his uh, highlight tape. And like, you'll be like, Whoa, this guy's got game. Like, yeah. He's just a baller. So he's in a backfield that, you know, the, they're going to be bad. That, job hasn't necessarily been won by anyone i mean it seems to be robinson's job right now but like he's not going to keep it if he just goes out there and you know performs at a subpar level like he did last year yeah like he did last year like he is he's just not a great running back yeah absolutely all right well i think that about does it um you're no i want to talk about one more oh Uh, i got it oh really Okay, yeah, go ahead, hit me with guy. it. Who do you got? I like Pierre Strong. Oh, um, Pierre I Strong. I really do. I really do. He's number 66 in my rankings. I'm just a – I think Pierre Strong, like, could step into that James White role this year with Ramondre. Um, that being said, I mean, Cook could very well go there, and then my theory of him being – stepping into a serious role this year goes away. But – yeah. Bill Belichick's known for sitting his rookie running backs, kind of like redshirting them, um, teaching them how basically he will just disown them if they fumble the ball. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah making them prove he's got themselves. All of, yeah, he's got all the ability to be in that James White. He's a shifty back that catches the ball and makes big plays. So yeah. I do like Pierre, Pierre Strong. It, you know, If Cook does not end up a Patriot, I think he has a good – complimentary role to Ramondre this year yeah I'm just hoping that Ramondre fills that James uh James White role and he's a very capable pass catcher give him all the targets give him all the carries you don't need anybody else in that backfield yeah I just that's just not the Bill Belichick way so I don't I don't know I think he's gonna look to spread it out like he always does yeah I've mentioned before you know I think that's just a product of uh the weapons that he had you know, over the last decade, uh, I think Ramondre has a whole different skill set that he can kind of do it all. So I, I can't wait to see him go out there and win me some championships. Yeah, I don't know. Good luck. 
<laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that about does it for uh, our running back rankings. We had every day this week. And uh, next week, we're going to be doing every day as well, wide receiver rankings. Um, all of our rankings will be listed on our Twitter and at sportsethos.com. Right, Mike? Sportsethos.com? Sportsethos.com. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and post our quarterbacks and running backs. We'll get that ready uh, here this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're going to hammer through wide receivers next week. Uh, we plan on doing every day again. Going to be five episodes to round out the wide receivers. Uh, and then we'll knock out tight ends and probably two episodes. And our dynasty rankings will be wrapped up and um, kind of just ready to go for uh, for redraft season. Start pumping out some redraft content. Some, yeah. You know, divisional breakdowns, things like that. Yeah, I think that right around that time will bring us right into the start of uh, training camp. So I think it's going to work out perfectly. Yeah, we should have our first guest coming up here pretty soon. Um, he is a uh, fantasy pros professional, so that's that's all I'm teaser. gonna say there. Little teaser, and just kind of tease it for you guys. But we do have an exciting guest coming up. Uh, kind of tie the uh, tie the bow on our dynasty rankings, and uh, we're really excited and looking forward to it. Yeah, so good things coming. Stay tuned and buckle up. Buckle up.